Good morning. It's good to be here in Alhambra today. It's good to see you. I'm glad you're here. Uh, we are launching a message series today that we're calling The Bible Unabridged. And I don't, I don't normally get to launch series in Alhambra, so I'm looking forward to this. I got it, the way it worked out. It, it all worked out, so I'm here. That may mean nothing to you. This is behind-the-scenes thinking. <laughs> I apologize for that. But um, every week here at Church in the Valley, we, we look into some portion of the Bible. We look at what it says about God, people, Jesus Christ. Then we explore the truths of Scripture. We try to get our hands around it, our minds around what, what it's saying with, with a goal of getting it into our lives, putting it into practice. In this series, we're going to talk about the Bible itself. We're going to look into the Bible again. And we're going to see what it says about itself. And we're going to try to pull out of uh, the Scripture some, some important understandings of the Bible. And our, our goal is, again, to get a grip on uh, what the Bible is and how to approach it uh, together. So, I spent many hours... Uh, Digging into the scripture myself, I, I, I was shocked when I looked at my notes. Now, it's, it's hard. You make notes and then you get shocked when you look at your notes this morning. Because I hadn't actually realized, I, I got serious about getting into the scripture when I was about 18 in, uh, in my freshman year of college. That's kind of when I got serious about digging in. Read it many hours since then. I realized that's 38 years ago. So for 38 years, I've been digging. That was the shocker, okay? Sometimes you're like, oh, wow, I don't, I don't feel that old. But anyway, often I get into Scripture and it comes alive. It's, it's alive in a very real sense. Um, it's words jump off the page and God uses His Word that He's given us to speak to me very, very clearly. I don't know about you, but often I, I deal with guilt. I don't know. It's just you go, go, through, go through life and, and I feel like I'm not doing enough. I need to do more. And I start getting bogged down. And I, I just sort of get slimed. And I forget some things about God and how He relates to me. And I feel, start to feel a little distant. Well, I was reading the other morning. I try to read in the mornings. And, and let God just speak to me. Try to hear what He has to say to me through Scriptures. I was reading the other morning and said in an Old Testament book, and a prophet said, He, he will take gr- great delight in you. And yeah, it just, that, there you go. <sighs> Jumped off the page. Said, you know, if you're God's child, and I, I know I'm God's child, He takes great delight in you. I understand that. I have grandsons. Right now, we're expecting another grandchild in uh, June, and we don't know what that child's going to be yet, boy or girl. But I take delight in these kids. I just enjoy them, and, and in a different way than when I was a parent, because I can enjoy them, and then you know, mom and dad have to discipline, they have to change diapers, they have to do all that kind of stuff. It's great. This is a great role, but I really delight in these guys. And so, I, I, when, I, when I read that, He will take delight in you, I realized God takes delight in me the same way I take delight in my kids and in my grandchildren. That, that's, that's hard to believe. But it's true. 
And, I, and God just, when you get into the Bible, it jumps off the page like that and it speaks to you at the very, very core of your being. So what we want to encourage you to do in this message series is read the Bible for yourself. Get, get, get to the point where you just really want to hear what God says to you as you get into Scripture. Now, there's some things we want to help you with to try to give you handles on how to do that. But you can do it. You, you can learn to hear what God has to say to you. And as you do it, you get into the Scriptures. And hopefully, you, know, you build a pattern where you do it on a regular basis. And God gets your day started in a fantastic way that wouldn't have if you wouldn't have dug in. So, the goal in this series is to increase your appreciation of the Bible what it is, why God gave it to us, to give you some handles on understanding the Bible. Just some brief handles in our messages, and then uh, we're, we're looking to offer some things in the summer to help really dig into it. And then to encourage you to get into it for yourself and, and learn to apply it, learn to handle it and apply it. Um, unabridged. The Bible unabridged. Um, I read... I read uh, books on audible.com and I'm always looking at, you know, I'm picking the book I'm going to read and some of them say abridged. I try to leave, I want the whole story. There's something about, you know, <laughs> the abridged word. I want the whole story. And unabridged means not shortened by leaving out some parts. Not abridged. <laughs> That's obvious, I guess. But um, I, I used Cliff Notes abridged books in high school a few times, I admit. You know, I just wanted the credit. I didn't really have to read the whole book. And so I, I read the Cliff Notes, the abridged books, because I wasn't really into reading the entire book. But there's a real problem when we try to do that with the Bible. Um, it loses its power and effectiveness when we're going to the Bible and we're editing and trying to decide which parts we want to read and we get stuck in a place and... We, we try to edit out the parts that don't make sense to us, the parts that we don't really want to hear. It, it really loses the ability to help us in, in every arena of life. Actually, we're instructed to be careful to do all that is written into it, that is written in the Scripture. And then that's, that's how we understand true success. That's how we grow to be the people God has made us to be. So, in this series, we're going to start today, we're looking at how God has revealed Himself through the Bible. Um, nobody would know the truth about God unless He told us. It's just the way it is. Uh, unless He made Himself known, we wouldn't know Him. And so, He has made Himself known. He's done so through the Scriptures, through the Bible, through His Word to us. Next week, our aim will be to gain some clarity on what the Bible says. And uh, what you find is the Bible brings clarity to life as we grasp its meaning. So we're going to look at the Bible as a whole, how it's put together a little bit, and uh, how we can read it. The third week of the series, we're, we're going to look at how the Bible was written by the expert, God Himself, and His intent was to provide expert help uh, from the authority who is God uh, on living life. And then the final week, uh, we'll talk about how the Bible gives us everyday instruction. And th this instruction is available if we get into the Bible 
and we do what God says through it with a, with a heart to do it. Um, you, you may be here today and you, you aren't convinced that the Bible carries the authority of God uh, Himself, that it contains God's Word for, for people. And I want you to know that we're glad you're here. Welcome. We, we invite you to think about these things along uh, with the series uh, as Alex finishes up the series here. And what, what we hope is, we hope that this series launches you into an investigation about uh, the authority of Scripture and whether or not it really is, is the Word of God. Uh, because there are, it's, it's an ancient document that can be uh, tested and you can discover its credibility. There are ways to do that. We'll talk about that in a moment. But this is what we hope. We hope this launches you into an investigation. Uh, the clear perspective of the Scripture is that God gave us the Bible so that we could know Him. Like I said, we wouldn't know anything about Him if He didn't decide to reveal Himself to us. Um, I'd like to look at a passage in Exodus 32. This is where Moses received the Ten Commandments. Very dramatic moment in the history of the nation of the world, really. Uh, but obviously in the history of the nation of Israel. Uh, God was forming this people. And through this people, what He wanted to do is He wanted to, to show them how to live. And then everybody else in the world would see them and be drawn to follow Him because of the wisdom of their way of life as they lived the way He said. This, is, this was God's goal. But here's, here's what the Scripture says, what the Bible says about this time when Moses received the Ten Commandments from God. Then Moses turned. He went up on a mountain and he received the two tablets. He turned and went down from the mountain with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand with the Ten Commandments written on them. Uh, tablets that were written on both sides, on the front and the back, they were written. Pretty good detail, isn't it? Uh, the tablets were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God engraved on the tablets. Now, there are, uh, in these two verses, there is the pattern that you see God's chosen to use with His words within Scripture. Uh, notice the emphasis in verse 16. The tablets were the work of God. This, this came from Him. The writing was the writing of God. God is the one who is accomplishing the, the uh, work here and constructing the words that were given to Moses and then to us. Moses was the instrument God used to communicate how life should be lived. Uh, and he wanted Moses to pass these things on along to the Israelites and then to us. This is the pattern in the rest of the Bible. This, this is the pattern. He gave the word to men who wrote it down and passed it along. This, this is the pattern of Scripture. Why is this important? Why is it important that we talk about God revealing Himself and uh, understanding that the Bible is God's revelation to us? Why, why does this matter? Well, from God's self-disclosure, we learn his love for us. We learn that He loves us. He cares enough to reveal Himself to us. Now, a lot of people have different opinions about the Bible. The Bible uh, can be seen in a, a variety of ways. A book, ancient document, 
contains really solid, good ethics. Uh, it's the book that uh, you find in hotels that the Gideons leave. There's a group, you know, an organization that leaves Bibles in different places so people can read them if, if they're uh, wanting one, wanting to get into it, or they find it and they're like, ah, let's check this out, see what's there. So anyway, there are a lot of different ideas about the Bible, what it is. But if what we read in Exodus 32 is true here, the Bible is a record of God's thoughts on life, how it should be lived, and His view of things. This, this, this is what it tells us. God wants to be known. He wants us to know how to please Him. And He wants us to know how to live a life that actually counts. A life that's meaningful. He doesn't want to just leave us hanging. The Scriptures come from a God who is anything but indifferent toward us. Indifference would fuel God just letting us figure life out on our own. You know, that's... Instead, God's given us the Bible to show us how to live a life that pleases Him. How frustrating would it be to try to put a puzzle together without the picture on the box? <laughs> you know, that would be... That would actually be cruel to have children, you know, and they're excited about putting this puzzle piece together, and then you take the picture, you take the box, the cover on the box, and you put it, you hide it somewhere. That wouldn't be good. That's not what God's done here. He's, he's given us life to live. There are different aspects of life. And He's shown us in the Scripture how to put those pieces together to have the best life we can possibly have. So this is what God's done. It's, it's His love that He does this, that, that fuels this. He, he is not wanting us to be frustrated. And so, He doesn't just give us a pile of puzzle pieces. He gives us the picture. And then He allows us the freedom to use His picture or not. Sometimes we draw our own picture. <laughs> you know, I, I shouldn't. I'm not quite a very, you know, I'm not a great artist. I shouldn't try to draw my own picture at all, maybe, but we do it mentally. We do it in our head. And we, we draw this picture of the life that we think we should live, how we should live it, and we go about it and we start putting... He'll let you do that. God will allow you to do that. But in the Scripture, He's given us His picture and shows us how to, how to put it together. So God's self-disclosure means He loves us and He can be trusted because of His love. If the Bible is God's words, words to us, then we can trust what it says. He, he's not tied to any specific agenda. He's not tied to a political party. He doesn't, he's not trying to sell us anything for his own benefit. He doesn't need us. He doesn't need anything from us. He, he doesn't need us to accomplish anything for him. He, he, he's completely self-sufficient. He, he can handle life. So he's not trying to use people. He's trying to love us. He's trying to love people by showing us what he says in the Scripture. He, he made us. He wants what's best for us. He, he doesn't need us to do anything for him. His, his love is pure. And uh, his motive is always to do what's good for us and the other people around us uh, according to his wisdom. And knowledge. So we can trust this. We can trust Him. 
The Bible is made up of 66 books. It's divided into two parts, primarily. The Old and the New Testament. The Old Testament begins with creation. And it tells the story of the people of Israel up to the time of Christ. Um, There are... 39 books in the Old Testament, and they cover the span of 2,000 years. The New Testament tells the story of Jesus Christ, the life of Jesus Christ, uh, His ministry, the ministry of the disciples. It tells the story of Jesus' ministry up to the point where He was crucified and rose from the dead, and then it picks up with the disciples' ministry and then some key letters that give us important teaching Uh, about the Christian life. There are 27 books written in a span of less than 100 years. So we we have this scripture that spans 2100 year period of history, basically. And uh, it was written by over 40 writers. And it was written uh, by those writers over a period of about 1500 years. Uh, that makes you wonder, how, how do I figure out what's going on in the Scripture? How do I learn to trust it to be God's Word? How, how can I know it's the work of God? How do I test it? How do I figure this out? How do I approach this? Um, in the New Testament of the Bible, Peter, one of Jesus' closest followers, uh, makes an instructive claim about the Bible. Uh, in, in his letter to some folks he was helping grow in the Christian faith in Second Peter, he spent some time warning against false teachers. Uh, chapter 2, there are those who take the Bible, they take the Scriptures, and they twist it for their own benefit. Um, and then he wants to ensure that Christ followers don't follow myths. And they don't draw their own picture of what the Christian life should be. And what he's saying here is that God's Word are not meant to be changed or twisted for personal gain. Peter tells us the reason we're not to do this is because the Scriptures, he says the same same picture you saw in Exodus 32 where the writings were the writings of God. They were accomplished by God. You, You get this same theme over in the New Testament way down the road from Exodus, you get the same idea. He tells us that God's the source of the Scriptures, and so we shouldn't alter what the living God has given us. Second Peter 1, 20 and 21. Knowing the, this first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Here we find the Bible is not man's own interpretation. I was a behavioral science major, and usually what happens in psychology and sociology today is we analyze the religions of the world from the angle of uh, man, starting with man, so centered on man, projecting why they would create the God and the ideas about God that they have. How does that benefit them? How does that meet their psychological needs? This is flipped. What you see in the Bible is um, the reverse of modern thinking on these things. God is the source. He's showing us Himself. He's showing us who He is. 
and how He wants life to be for us. He, he's, it's not us projecting God. It's God stepping into our world and communicating to us. It comes from Him. It's not, the Bible's not merely man's words of what we want God to say or what we think God has said. The authors of the Bible, the authors of the Bible did not write with their own will or agenda in mind. That's what Scripture says. God's the originator. It comes from Him. This is what it means when the Bible uses the word inspired. It actually literally means, it doesn't mean like the guys wrote the Bible, like Peter wrote his books, and Paul wrote the letters that he wrote, and then God sort of breathed onto their work. It means that God actually exhaled the Bible. He actually breathed it out of His mind and His heart. And He used the writers. You see their personalities. You see the context. And we'll talk a little bit more about this next week. You see the setting they lived in. <clears throat> but the Bible is God's Word to us so that we can know Him and know His ways. There's a way that we can verify this. And it's, it's actually the way that we verify all truth claims. You know, we get truth claims from different sources. Um, TV is one of those sources. Commercials. Um, if you're watching ESPN, a lot of men watch ESPN. A lot of bald men watch ESPN. <laughs> and so you'll often see a commercial about this cure for baldness, you know, on, on ESPN. So you, you hear that claim, you're like, yeah, I know, I know. Several years back, my wife noticed I'm losing a little hair right here, you know. So it gets my attention, baldness. I can cure baldness. Um, I probably don't want to spend the money that they're asking for to cure it. It's not that big a deal to me. <laughs> but we, we're presented with a truth claim, and then we have to try to verify that. And there's a way that we tend to do this. There are three channels that we use to verify truth. First is the intellectual, intellectual channel. Is there good evidence for this? Are, are the arguments logically sound? Are they consistent? Are they superior to alternative views? So we see the commercial. We, we want it to be true. And we tend to think, give me the data. You know, sh show me the study that proves I'm going to grow hair on this bald spot right here. And actually, the rest of it's getting a little thin, too. Ha prove it. Show me. The Bible makes a truth claim uh, that it's been written by God Himself through human writers. And we, we, can, we can check out the reliability of Scripture, too. We can, we can do some research and gain um, an, uh, an appreciation for its credibility in this same way. Uh, and what you find in, in Scripture is there are all kinds of rumors about it. There's, there's all kinds of things that you hear from other people. But it stands the test of a reliable ancient document. And actually, you see how God over the centuries has preserved our ability to go back and check the reliability of the, the Word of God. Um, there's a couple books. The book that we give away, The Case for Faith, to guess. Um, it, it actually has a, a chapter in it called Can the Bible Be Trusted? Some very helpful um, words there that walk you through the evidence for the, the Bible itself. Another really good book, it's a shorter book, 
called More Than a Carpenter by Josh McDowell, also uh, has a chapter that talks about are, are, the, are the documents reliable and how, how do you begin to figure this out if the Bible is the Word of God? So there's some helps. Um, if you're investigating this, we, we'd love to know. We'd love to help you with that uh, and, and help you figure out how do you, how do you test that? The intellectual side of whether or not the Bible is uh, reliable. The second channel that we use is pragmatic. Does it really work? Could I do this? Could I make it work? I have a friend, longtime friend. He's bald as an eagle. And uh, if he walked up one day and he's got a full head of hair and I yank on it and I can tell it's not a wig, <laughs> I'm going to want, hey, hey, how'd that happen? How, how in the world did you grow the hair? And he tells me it's this product that I saw advertised on ESPN. And I'm going, whoa. I, you know, I, okay. Here's some evidence from a guy. And if this guy, you can trust this guy, not to lie to you. If, he, if you can trust him, then you're like, oh, huh. Maybe that stuff really works. If it mattered to me, I'd part with my money and buy it, but probably not. I'm just going to go bald. That's okay with me. It's the same with Scripture. What happens is, if, if you know people and you're attracted to their quality of life and they have, they have this way of living that just, you, you want it. And then you find out that they base their, their life and their attitude. They try to, I mean, nobody's perfect. We all struggle. But they're, they're growing in who they are because they're actually trying to live out Scripture. Then it begins to, whoa, this, it seems to really work for them. And then you yourself, you try it out. And you get in the Scripture, you start to live it out. And, hmm, wow, this, this is making a difference in me. This, God really comes through. You find it, it, it is actually a better way then the Bible begins to make sense. And that's another channel that you've tested. The third channel is the emotional channel. How do I feel about this? How, how do I feel about those who hold this view? Uh, one problem with the TV ad is you, you know the guy got paid to say it. <laughs> you know, the guy making the claims. Um, if it's cheesy or seems slimy or whatever and manipulative, you, you really doubt it. Um, it's the same with those who encourage you to, to get into the Bible and, and to read it. Um, and even the writers of the Bible themselves. How, how do you feel about it? Uh, it? It really helps when you connect on a deeper level. Actually, what happens often as you get into Scripture, as you hear it taught, God uses it to connect and resonate with you at a very deep level. And you begin to think, hmm, there, there may be more to this. Often, God touches you in your heart and answers a question. This is my experience. And it, it, it just pulls you in the right direction. It begins to change you. Some of it can be hard to understand if you don't know where it's coming from. And we're, we're going to be working on that next week. But I want to encourage you to investigate the reliability of the Bible for yourself. Think it over. But I also want to encourage you to arrive at a conclusion about whether or not the Bible is God's Word to us. 
draw a conclusion. Because if you don't ever draw a conclusion on what the Bible is and whether I should obey it, then you tend to cut out the parts that you don't like or that don't make sense to you. You might ignore it altogether. But at, at, at the least, you're going to just sort of go with what you really enjoy. And you're going to get stuck there. Uh, twice during his life, Thomas Jefferson, third U.S. president, created his own abridged version of the Bible. Uh, the first one was in 1803. He called it the philosophy of Jesus. And this was lost to history. Um, the second was in 1819. Uh, he came up with the life and morals of Jesus Christ, now referred to as the Jefferson Bible. In it, he focused on the teachings of Jesus, but he cut out the miracles and all the parts that would make it seem like Jesus is God, because that's not, he didn't buy that. He didn't believe that. So he edited the Bible out to fit his purposes. He thought Jesus is a tremendous moral teacher. And that's often uh, the attitude that people take toward the Scripture. The Bible claims to be the very Word of God. It's easy to want to edit it down to the parts that make you feel better about yourself or uh, help you with whatever is troubling you at the moment or give you what you need to hear. Very, very easy. That's why it's so important to draw a conclusion about Scriptures. to, To investigate it Not just sort of look into it a little bit, but investigate it and decide, am I going to build my life on this? Because it loses its power if you don't. If you don't make that decision to live it and to build your life on it, you don't find the help that you need, that God wants to give you through it. Very, very important decision. Um, Since Christ followers believe the Bible is the Word of God, Um, we don't judge the Bible. So this is a decision, if you're trying to figure out whether or not you're going to follow Christ, this is something very, very important to understand. If I decide to follow Christ, I'm deciding to let the Bible judge me. I'm not going to judge the Bible. I'm going to put myself under its authority. And I'm going to begin to live the way the Scriptures tell me to live, God actually through the Scriptures. I'm going to live His way. Now, when you do this, there are several advantages. And I just want to quickly walk through them. First of all, it clears up a lot of confusion. When I face a decision, I know as I get into Scripture, I know God's boundaries on things, and there's usually several options uh, that are, are there for me in any given decision. And... I know because of Scripture that I'm not going to take some of the options. For instance, uh, in business, if I'm trying to build a business, I'm not going to consider some suggestions because in Scripture you find out they're wrong shortcuts to take. It's not wise. So you stay away from those things. So letting the Bible judge me clears up a lot of confusion. Secondly, the pressure is off to figure everything out on my own. The, the picture on the front of the puzzle box is there. <laughs> and I can let God speak to me and help me put things together. 
I don't have to figure it out on my own. He's shown me what works best in the Bible. Now, living it is a different thing, but it's there and He wants to help me. He wants to help me discover what He says about life and live it. Give me the power to live it if I'll trust Him with my very life and decide to live His way. That's what happens. And third, I can focus on what I need to do without needing to manipulate the outcome. This is what faith is. Faith means I find out what God says and I do it and I trust Him with the outcome. I I just live His way and I let Him bring the results. What you find out is God's faithful as you walk through this. God gave us the Bible to make Himself known to us so that we could get to know Him and so that we could live life His way and so that we'd experience His blessing. If we'll get into it for ourselves and let God judge us through it. That's a little scary thought. But very, very good. And if you think about it, your deepest part of who you are, there's a rightness to that. Letting, letting God speak to me and guide me and, and change me. If we do that, we gain tremendous focus and direction in our lives. There's a tremendous amount of help there. I hope you'll join us for the rest of the series to dig into what the Bible is as we talk about it, gain some understanding on it, and then grow in your desire to get into it for yourself. As the band comes up, I'd like to uh, ask you uh, to take out the connection card in your program again. Uh, in a moment, we're going to receive the offering. And if you would, finish uh, completing any information that you haven't filled out on there. That'd be great. And then uh, if there's some next steps that you want to take related to the message that I'm going to mention or any other things you want to let us know about, then uh, finish that right now and, and you can put it in the offering when the ushers come by. But here are some suggested next steps. First one, draw my own conclusion about the origin of the Bible. The Bible itself claims to be from God. I need to figure that out. Um, if Whether you're a first-time guest or not, you could pick up one of the Case for Faith books, read that chapter, or um, get uh, More Than a Carpenter by Josh McDowell. But I'm going to draw my own conclusion. I'm going to start asking questions. Start investigating. Then secondly, uh, a step would be to attend the rest of the series to learn more about getting into the Bible for myself. We'd love to have you back. And uh, I think you'll find this to be a very, very helpful series. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank You for the truth that we find in Your Word and for the fact that You have made Yourself known to us. And I pray that God, you'd, as You've spoken to us this morning, you give us the ability to take the steps You've laid on our heart to take that uh, You'd be honored and glorified in our lives with everything we do. And that uh, You'd really bless us this week as we step out to follow You, Lord. And help, help those who are investigating to get a sense of um, how to go about the investigation. And God, I pray that You'd speak to them and to all of us just confirming the truth of Your Word. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.